everyone. Just want to say on behalf of Mission Vale Christian Church, happy Father's Day to all the dads, all the granddads out there. Hope it's just an amazing day. You feel honored, loved, and cherished for all that you do. Uh, let's get right into the worship and then we'll get into the message out of Jesus Uncensored. Yeah. 
my shame Who could carry that kind away It was my soul Till I met I was breathing But not alive All my fears I tried To hide The old man Jesus when I
such an awesome time of worship, but we want to continue in our worship this morning through giving. We try to make that as easy as possible for you, so go ahead on over to our mobile app or our website. If you're new here with us today, we want to get connected, so go ahead and text CONNECT to the number on your screen. If you're wondering how you can get more involved here with us at MVCC, we want to let you know how to serve. So if you want to get some information on that, go ahead and text SERVE to the number on your screen. It's time to jump into the Word with Pastor Mike. We're really excited to hear what he has to say, so let's head on over. So glad you're with us at Missionvale Christian Church once again. We're in the middle of a series called Jesus Uncensored. We'll get to that in just one moment out of Mark chapter 1. But before we do that, I just want to mention something very special that's happening on this Sunday. If you're able to be with us at our in-person service at 10 a.m., as you know, if you've been with us for a while, we are attempting to get back inside our worship center as quickly as possible, and we are so close. So after the service is concluded at 10 a.m., we're going to ask everybody to come inside the building. We're going to give you a marker, and we want everyone to mark down their very favorite scripture on the very foundation, the concrete of the flooring before we lay down that uh, carpeting next week. So um, we want to invite you to come we just believe standing on the Word of God, that is our foundation. And so we're going to do that and have a great time of prayer over our new worship center. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 1. We're going to be in 40 to 45. Before I read the text, I just want to ask you a question. Those of you listening or watching this, maybe you're already walking with the Lord. You've given your heart to Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done that, I just want to say we are so glad that you're with us. And my prayer is that God just opens up your heart to how wonderful he is and how he wants a personal relationship with you. But those who are walking with the Lord, how many of you out there really want to have a close, intimate walk with Jesus Christ? I'm sure that most of us do, but it may seem like there's hindrances for us to get there. Well, I want to talk today about how we can drop some of those hindrances that really block us from having this intimate walk with God through this text out of Mark chapter 1. Now, remember that the gospel of Mark was written at a fast-paced, fast-moving, quick bullet point to the, to the max, very fast-moving book uh, that Mark writes. Most uh, scholars believe that Peter, the apostle Peter, dictated to Mark the very scenarios and stories that we read about in these 16 chapters. So Jesus is just starting his ministry. He's gaining a lot of popularity. We're in the first chapter here of verse 40. So I'll read the text and then we'll break it down. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you, Jesus, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, key word in this text, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone about this, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. And yet the people still came to him from everywhere. This man we don't know much about. In fact, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four Gospels mention this particular uh, case study that uh, Peter dictates to Mark as he writes this down. And in uh, every single one of these cases, we don't know the man's name. We don't know much about him. Um, talk about quarantine to the max. Um, Leviticus chapter 13 talks about when someone has leprosy in biblical days, they had to follow very, very strict orders. 
Um, they literally had to tear their clothes. They had to un, uh, keep their hair unkempt. And they literally had to cry out at 50 spaces away from anyone else, unclean, unclean. Because if that unclean person touched, touched a clean person, it would not only defile the clean person, but it would also um, defile the person that is unclean. And he would have to wait longer to be in a place of worship. I think this is the worst way to live with leprosy. It wasn't just so much the physical ailment that they dealt with, but it was the fact that they were literally cut off from any human touch. They were not allowed to go into the very uh, sanctuary. They were not allowed to go into the synagogue. They couldn't go in to the place of worship. And so they not only physically felt the pain and not being able to have feeling at their extremities, but they had the social distance that just caused, I believe, a lot of depression and loneliness and despair and really lack of hope in their life. So I'm calling this message undignified. And the man did the wrong thing. He broke the religious rule. <laughs> he did not cry out. He did not keep his distance. And he literally, he moves toward Jesus because he wants healing. He heard that Jesus could do a miracle he knew that there was something special about him. And so he literally does everything within his power to get to Jesus Christ. 50 paces away. 50 paces was the appropriate distance. And now he's moving in. And I, I just like that term undignified because I just, I wonder for a lot of us, and we play it safe. We want to move closer to Jesus, but we don't want to be undignified. We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look different. We don't want to look crazy. We don't want to look like a religious nut. And so therefore we really keep our distance and we really want Jesus to stay at a distance from us, which is why I've entitled the series, Jesus Uncensored. I think we censor Jesus. We like certain things that he says. We don't like certain things that he says. We pick and choose the commands we want. And therefore we make a cultural Jesus that is much easier to follow. The thing about following Jesus as the disciples now are with him, Jesus never said it was going to be easy to follow him. He didn't say that the task would be easy to reach out to the poor and the disenfranchised. He, he didn't say it was going to be easy to clothe the naked and visit the sick and feed the hungry and, and, and get involved in people's lives and the very, very mess that they might have in their family or marriage or depression or all the different suicidal uh, uh, thoughts that maybe, maybe a friend of yours is going through. Jesus asked us to engage with the people that are hurting. But instead, what we do, I think, is what this man decided to not do is we keep our distance from Jesus. We hide behind the screen. What screen are we talking about? Maybe we hide behind a screen like this. Maybe it's just easy to portray our life on Facebook that is the happy life, that we have everything together, that we really don't have issues, we don't have problems. And, and when we start to um, paint an image of ourselves or our families or loved ones that really is a false image, it keeps us from the intimacy of really knowing Jesus. Now, the reality is we all have guilt because we've all sinned. Guilt says, I did something wrong. But what happens, and maybe this man felt this way, that when we are shamed and we allow ourselves to live in shame, we believe there's something wrong with us. 
And then we start to pretend we're okay and it blocks the enemy. See, here's the key phrase that I want us to just lock onto that I see that this man was willing to break down the barriers, break down the walls, not hide behind the screen, no longer pretending that he had this image life, but he was willing to bring his hurt, his pain, his mess to Jesus Christ. And that is the point that I, I just, if you have something to write down, I just want to encourage you to do that. Intimacy requires proximity, proximity. Intimacy requires proximity. This man heard about the man, Jesus. He heard that Jesus had power over demons. Jesus had power over illness, sick, disease. And I just imagine the first step that this guy must have made must have been the hardest one. If I, if I take this first step towards Jesus and I come too close, I could die. They could stone me to death. Now, here's the question I have in this scenario as we're listening to this and watching this happen. Where were the disciples when this man started moving closer to Jesus? They could have stopped the man from getting to Jesus. But think about this. It was a risk for Jesus to allow this man to get close to him. If the unclean touches the clean, the clean becomes unclean. So for Jesus, according to Moses' law in the Old Testament, all those dietary laws and literally like a dermatology manual. They had to follow all these rules because they couldn't have leprosy spreading through the entire camp. Jesus put himself in a place of risk because he was close, allowing himself to be close to the man. The man became undignified in wanting to get close to Jesus. I'm here. <laughs> I want to be close to the Lord I believe that you, God, can heal me. I, I just wonder if maybe you and I have ever been so desperate in our life that we're willing to do whatever it takes to get to Jesus. We're willing to do whatever it takes to get closer to him in our intimate walk with him, begging him on our knees. Are we willing to humble ourselves before him? You know what I found? I've just found walking with the Lord um, over the past 30 years. I found it's, it's not so hard to get people to say they believe in a God who can heal somebody else, but it's hard for sometimes some people to say God can heal me. Intimacy is risky. Being intimate with someone and close and opening up our heart and becoming vulnerable is a very risky thing. And I love this, that Jesus was the only one willing to touch this man. He was the only one willing to physically touch him knowing that Jesus could contract the same leprosy disease that this man had. What I love about Jesus is he's greater than Moses. He's greater than the law. He is the great I am. And as he allows himself to be approached by this leper, it's, it's a beautiful story of how this man is willing to get undignified. He's willing to pull all the stops out. He's willing to do whatever it takes to get to Jesus. Listen, I think for a long time, this man, I really do, I think that he allowed himself to be defined by his issues. And I just wonder if there's some of us that allow our issues to define us. And therefore, we are not willing to become undignified to get to the one who can heal us. Think of this for a second. This is the very first time that we have recorded in the Bible that this man felt a human touch but it was by the very hand of God. 
I can't get that phrase out of my mind. Intimacy requires proximity. Intimacy requires proximity. If I want an intimate walk with Jesus, to sense the power of the Holy Spirit, to, to walk in the Spirit, to walk close with Him, to hear His voice, to listen to Him, to act and to be in obedience with Him, I must be willing to be in proximity. So the question is, how do we get that? Well, it says in verse 41, when we read the text, that Jesus became indignant. That's the same word in the Greek that is the same word that's used for compassion. Compassion, the Greek word, is really translated in that language, splachnitsomai. Splachnitsomai really means that Jesus allowed his guts to be wrenched. He allowed himself to emotionally get involved. He allowed himself to have empathy for the man. And really what Jesus was willing to do is he was willing to walk in the man's shoes. He was willing to trade places with this man. Both of them, really, if you think about it, are undignified. The rabbi was not supposed to get too close to the leper, and the leper was never supposed to be too close to the rabbi. The sad thing about leprosy is that they lose their feeling. They lose their touch. That's the thing about Christianity, man. When you are touched by the living God, you are changed. So here's a few questions I have and just thinking about what God is speaking to us. Have we made up our own Jesus that can't heal? Have we made up our own Jesus because maybe of the underlying issues that we have that we feel like we can't approach him and therefore we miss an opportunity to have this intimate walk with the living God? Do we maybe make up our own commands for Jesus? We pick and choose what we want. And therefore when we do that, we sacrifice our willingness to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing. I guess this is where I really want us to get this, that if we become dull, if we do not allow ourselves to get in proximity to Jesus, we will forfeit an opportunity to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit power in our life. The, re the religious world was so numb to Jesus they didn't like Jesus. We got to get rid of him. Jesus is taking away all of our fanfare. He's taking away all of our, uh, all, all the, the, the people that used to follow us and now they're following him. So there was a jealousy going on and because their hearts were hardened and they would not humble themselves. They would not allow themselves, their heart to be open in prox close proximity to Jesus. They lost their sensitivity to what God was doing. Isn't it interesting that Jesus knew exactly what this guy was going to do and what he was going to not do. He knew that this man was going to tell everybody and disobey what Jesus said. But I love about Jesus is he went ahead and healed him anyway. Isn't it just like us? Jesus knows every single thing that we've done and he knows everything, every single thing we're going to do in the future, yet he saved you anyway. He gave you grace and mercy and forgiveness anyway. Jesus was in perfect physical form, fully God and fully man. But yet Jesus had a mission. He had to get to the cross. He had to get these 12 men trained so that he could pass on the gospel to them and they could pass it on to the entire world. So Jesus was swarmed with people like we just read here. He had to go to lonely places, places that were away and quiet because the crowds kept pressing in. 
So ask yourself, why wouldn't Jesus want this man to go tell everybody? Well, if he did that and others constantly did that, Jesus couldn't move and he really couldn't uh, 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 teach and have quality time with his disciples to equip them for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's, here's what I noticed here is that the leper was in a lonely place in society. Oh, there may have been people around him physically 50 paces away, but he was really, really lonely. And what I love about this is that in verse 45, it says that Jesus went out to the lonely places. Man, I never saw that before. I'm like, this is exactly what Jesus does. He trades places with this man so that not only he could be healed, but that he could be saved. Ultimately, that Jesus would die on the cross and rise again from the dead to bring him salvation to his soul. So really what this means is that Jesus traded places with you and me. He traded our sin for his perfection and we get to walk away forgiven. It's, it's amazing. Christianity is the most amazing thing that ever happened to the world. In order to experience this compassion, in order to have the compassion of Jesus, in order to live and walk the way Jesus walked, in order to fulfill Jesus' plan to save the world, we must be willing to enter their world. That's what I love about Jesus, man. He was willing to step into this man's disease. He was willing to take a risk and be close to this man when no one else would. What I love about Jesus is he was willing to trade places with this man. Notice that this man was in a lonely place. Now Jesus goes out to the lonely place. And Jesus was willing to place himself in their shoes. That's what it says in the Greek that Splachnitzomai, Jesus identified his gut was wrenched. He felt compassion for this man and it moved Jesus to action. And in the same way, man, if we are followers of Christ and really going to continue to follow him, we've got to be willing to place ourselves in somebody else's shoes. I just want to encourage you, if you're a follower with, uh, of Jesus Christ, that we are to get involved in somebody else's pain. We are called to walk in somebody else's mess. How else are they going to see Jesus unless we're willing to be in proximity for them to identify with us and us identify with them and tell them about the healing power of Jesus Christ? Jesus didn't just heal you. He took your place. Hanging out in religious gatherings and just reaching out to Christians that we feel really comfortable with, we are missing out on the greatest commandment that Jesus gave to every single one of us. That is to walk with those who need hope the most. I just think that it's pretty simple that we must be in a position of submission in order to walk in compassion and help those who need Jesus. Maybe you're listening to this and think, man, I know what it feels like to be lonely. I need Jesus now. I want to encourage you to accept Christ now, to invite him, receive him into your life. And as we follow Jesus together at Mission Vale Christian Church, we would love to help you in your journey and your first steps. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You can always check it out online, but uh, we'd love to help you and hope that uh, this may be a life-changing moment for you. If this message is helpful, I just want to encourage you to maybe share this message with somebody else and know that uh, next week we'll be meeting here at the same time for Jesus Uncensored. God bless as we follow Jesus together.